0: Hey everybody, this is Don Newman, and this is Living a Life Worth Remembering. This is the show that's all about answering the question, how can you and I live a life that continues to live on even after our own lifetime has ended? Uh, I'm very passionate about helping people to write uh, and write books. And uh, in my last episode, uh, Don't Just Dream About It, Write It, I shared about Uh, five roadblocks that keep uh, most people from ever even trying to publish a book to write a book and so today i want to go forward and take this into a new direction and actually move away from the obstacles that keep people from starting and talk about some things that can help you if you've ever thought about writing a book if it's a dream of yours How can you actually get it done? So the title of today's episode is Ready, Set, Go. How everyone can write their very first book and make it good. And so today I'm gonna share eight insights, secrets, tips, you can call them uh, keys uh, to actually writing your very first book. And we're gonna move through these pretty quickly. And so if you're taking notes, just uh, write them down one through eight. And so the very first one I wanna talk about is this. To write your very first book, you need to know what you want to write about. Many people will come to me and say, I know I want to write a book, I know I want to do a book, and I'll ask them, well, what do you want to write about? And they'll kind of, I'm not sure, I have this, I have this, I always start with this. The very first thing you want to start with is you want to determine what you want to write about and the biggest key to determining what you want to write about is write about what you're passionate about. Write about what you're passionate about. There's nothing worse than trying to write something that you're not passionate about. It becomes work, it becomes drudgery, it becomes very difficult to do. But if you can determine, what is it I'm passionate about? You know, you may be a stay-at-home mom that you're very passionate about uh, raising your children and, and, and doing it in a way that instills values, and it's something that you're passionate about. I mean, it's just natural. It's you know, something that comes to mind very quickly. That's something that you should look at as possibly one of your key subjects because it's gonna be easier to write about something you're passionate about than just to pick a subject to create a book out of. Uh, you may be a dad that uh, you know, you've been very involved with your sons in sports and you've learned values that need to be instilled in, in, in young men. That'll help them become great uh, men one day, and and you've learned that uh, from coaching or from. Uh going camping with your sons or or spending time with your daughters. I mean, there could be something you've learned and you're passionate about. Maybe that's what you're supposed to write about. But you wanna find what it is that you're passionate about because passion is gonna flow into writing and it's gonna create dialogue. It's gonna create stories. It's gonna create illustrations. It's gonna become very natural. And so how do you determine what what are you passionate about? And so here's some questions you can ask yourself. What is something that uh, I like to do that doesn't seem like work? What is something I could do for hours and I don't feel like I'm working? I could just do this easily. Another question that you can ask yourself is what do uh, people uh, come to me for advice on? You know, they come and say, Hey, can you help me with this? I know that you're good at this. I know that you know a lot about this. Uh, A lot of times passion and knowledge go together. You know a lot about, things that you're passionate about because you pour your time in those things. I I know my son is very passionate about uh, cars and uh, engines and uh, all these different things, and I see him pouring himself into YouTube videos on car repair and these shows that you see on these different channels about uh, restoring cars. He's passionate about it, so he knows a lot about it. And so another question that you can ask yourself is, Uh, What type of conversations is it easy for me to start and it's enjoyable for me to enter into? That can help identify a passion. But the first thing you wanna determine about your book that you wanna write is what are you passionate about or what are you an expert in? That's where you first start at. The second thing you wanna do is you wanna determine who your audience is. Nothing is more important than determining what you want to write about and who you want to write it to. Uh, There's a saying, a book written for everyone is written for no one. You need to have a target audience. Uh, Something is developed in your writing when you don't even realize it when you're writing it for somebody in mind. You know, I've mentioned before two of my favorite books that were self-published was The Christmas Box and also The Shack. I know most people are familiar with The Shack But both of these authors had this in common. Both of them were not writing this book to become a famous author. They were both writing the book for their children. Both of them were writing for their children, trying to tell a story to actually convey something that they wanted to pass on to their children. So guess who they had in mind when they were writing these books? Their children. And it produced voice. And voice carries, in a way in writing that nothing else can and and let me explain it this way to you on a recent episode of the show called the voice uh, which is one of my favorite shows uh, the john legend who is one of the judges was speaking to a singer and he made this statement he said you need to think about who you're singing to you need to picture who are you singing this to because it'll connect you to the audience and it'll produce an emotional connection that comes through in your singing. Well, the same thing is true with writing. Who are you writing to? Are you writing to 30-year-olds that have lost their way and need to rediscover a new way to move forward in life? Are you writing to 12 to 16-year-old girls? Are you writing to older adults Determine who you're writing to because it'll produce voice Uh, one of the things I tell pastors all the time is I'll tell them Don't write a book to try to get on TBN. Don't write a book to uh, be known nationally write a book for your congregation And the reason I'll tell them that is because they know their congregation and they'll write in such a way that communicates with voice and intention. And so you want to make sure that you know your audience. The third thing you want to do is you want to begin with a premise. Now, a lot of people ask me, what is a premise? A premise really is a paragraph or a full page that describes what your book is about. It it produces a picture, of where your book is going, how it ends up. And so imagine taking a page and if I was to tell you, okay, write down now, what is your book about? Who's it for? What, where's it gonna go? What's the story about? And you were to take your time to do that. You create this premise. I, I like to use this illustration and, and if you've ever put together a jigsaw puzzle Anybody that's smart in putting together a jigsaw puzzle, now this is a 1500 piece jigsaw puzzle, it's a big one. But you'll notice that on the box top of a jigsaw puzzle, they always have the picture of the end result. So while you're putting it together, you can look at that picture and you can determine. Okay, is, do these pieces go in the corner, do they go in the side? And constantly, people that are very good at this will look at the box top, and they'll look at the box top, and they'll find where those pieces go. Your premise is the box top for your book, and it will change over time. The more you write, there'll be some additional colors that enter in, additional stories. Maybe there's a new point you never thought of, but it won't change that drastically. It'll just improve, it'll just expand. But that initial picture is so important. So here's what you want to do. You want to determine what you're passionate about, you want to determine who you're writing it to, and then you want to take a page and you want to begin to write out, okay, this is what my book is about. This is what it will end up being about. It'll become your guide. Next, number four. You want to pick some writing times and places. Again, you determine what you're gonna write about, who you're writing to, and what your story's about. You need to pick some times and places that you know are gonna work for you to write. And this is different for everybody. Some people love to go to Starbucks. Some people love to go into a secluded place like their office at home or a den, or maybe they go to a park bench. There's other people that literally can go in the middle of a, a, a bunch of uh, people and you know, a life going on around, they can write in the middle of that. And so you need to determine where's the best place for you to be able to write, and you need to determine the best time. Some people it's early in the morning, other people it's during lunch. Uh, my second book, Don't Just Speak It, Write It, that book I actually dictated on my iPhone while I was driving Uh, to work. Uh, So I actually, during my morning drive and uh, sometimes in my afternoon drive, I'd turn on my iPhone and I'd start talking my thoughts. I'd start putting out content, different things I thought should go into the book, different stories I wanted to tell. And so you got to find what works for you. You know, Charles Dickens, his favorite place was a, a very famous desk that you can actually see pictures of it's in there's a museum that's dedicated to him he was such a great writer but he felt so strongly about writing at that desk that if he was away for an extended period of time he'd actually have them ship that desk uh, wherever he was going so he would have that desk to sit at Uh, Agatha Christie very very famous writer Uh, she is known for actually creating the plots to her stories uh, while she was in a large Victorian bath eating apples. Uh, I mean, that's where she got her creation uh, uh, moments from, you know. and so you look at other writers. Uh, E.B. White, who's very famous for writing Charlotte's Web, uh, he actually wrote his in the middle of the living room while everybody was running in and out of the house. Uh, and I love this statement that he said, a writer who waits for ideal conditions under which to work will die without putting a word on paper. And that's so true. And so you've gotta find your place, you gotta find your time, and you gotta find what's gonna work good for you. And so once you've done those first things, those first four things that I shared, here's what you need to do next. Number five, you need to write. (laughs) At the end of the day, if you pick all of these different things and you set all these things up and you get a schedule but you don't write, you're not gonna move forward. And when I say write, I wanna talk about two things. I wanna talk about free writing and brainstorm writing. Now, there are gifted writers that can create an outline, know exactly where the book is going, and begin to formulate a book. But most of the people that I talk to on a daily basis, they're dreaming of writing a book, but they have a day job and they're busy with life and they're like, how do I get that idea uh, into a book? They're not working around uh, outlines and templates and things that uh, skilled writers uh, can use uh, in, an easy, in an easier fashion. They're trying to be able to create a book from scratch. And so those are the people right now that I'm speaking to when I talk about free writing and I'm talking about uh, brainstorm writing. What is free writing? Free writing is just like I used this jigsaw puzzle earlier. You know, uh, imagine putting together a jigsaw puzzle. If you've ever done a jigsaw puzzle, you know the way that you put it together is not to reach in and grab one piece and then reach in and grab a second piece and try to match it up. No, everybody that knows how to put together a jigsaw puzzle knows that you dump all the pieces out and you begin to sort those pieces into areas that match. Corners, uh, colors, You know, if the sky shows up, you wanna put those pieces together. Well, that's what we call free writing. Free writing is knowing, okay, my premise is a story about a a young lady that learns these four things. Well, maybe you wanna write about the first thing that uh, she learned, or you wanna write about what she went through, uh, what tragedy she may have experienced, or what difficulty. Maybe you wanna write the ending. Uh, where everything came out great and she overcame and but you find these different places that you just write and you make a decision to do these three things when you're writing number one write about what you're passionate about if you're passionate that day about the story in the beginning of her life or about something you're teaching that's in the story or you are you writing a teaching book and there's point number three that's about uh, how to live life fully and you decide, I want to write on this today, write on it. So number, number one in this section, write on what you're passionate about. Number two, do not worry about grammar. And number three, do not worry about spelling. All you're doing right now, and again, back to the, the jigsaw puzzle picture, you're just spilling the pieces out right now. You know, writing begets writing. And what stops most people from writing a book is actually trying to write a book. I've met so many people that are still stuck with on a snowy day it all began and they don't know where to go from there and that's because they're not writing freely brainstorm writing you take one section and you just brainstorm you get sticky notes Uh, you could be driving in the car and you do notes on your iPhone just anything that's an idea Well, as you get all of these ideas out, you just continually write and continually write, and then you get to the next step, number six, and that is organizing your writing. After you have different stories, different plot lines, different teachings, whatever you're writing, if you're writing a teaching book or you're writing a novel, there's different parts that you have laid out. Think about the jigsaw puzzle again. How much easier is it to look at the different pieces and go, oh, this goes here. Oh, you know what? These go together. Oh, you know what? I need to expand and find some more pieces for this section. And what you find is, is if you will get the material out, and you may feel like you're writing all kinds of stuff, but when you come back and look at it, you can start to organize it. You can start to pull it together. You can start to go, you know what? This is six, no, this is seven chapters. I think I have seven chapters, and you begin to start to organize what you've been writing for weeks or maybe months, free writing. And so number six, you want to organize your writing. Once you can see it, you can organize it. Number seven, once you've got it organized, then you want to go into what I call the rewriting stage. There's a saying, every great writer is really a great rewriter this is the this is the work of writing that i can't take away from anybody if somebody asked me is writing a book easy in concept it is easy in work it does take work to do but it's so worth it uh, if you feel led to do it it's so worth it to get those books one day and to open up that box and your first box of books and you did this you you accomplished something that you wanted to do but the Work is really in the rewriting. I never will forget my first book. I I, I did everything that I just told you about. I had sections that I would write. There were things I was passionate about. I was able to see how everything kind of lined up and put it into an order. And then I wrote and wrote more. And then I found that there were sections I needed to rewrite. There were sections that didn't quite flow together and I needed to rewrite those. And there were times that I felt like I had looked at this probably 10, 15 times, but that's the rewriting. And you want to take the time to do that because what you're going to do is again, think about the jigsaw puzzle. You're, you're moving pieces around and you're finally finding those missing pieces that go together. The last step that you need to do to write your very first book, and to make it good is probably one of the most important, and that is get editing. Uh, if you get to this point, you're going to look and you're, and you're going to be excited because you're going you're to finally see, man, I, I, I did have a book. I did have something within me. But you're going to find that there are places you're not going to see that don't flow correctly or maybe there's some redundancies or definitely the grammar and spelling that needs to be corrected. And so that final step to choose to get editing, that's to make the decision to get a skilled writer to take your content that you've worked so hard on and work on it to make sure that it flows together and it comes together in a storyline or in a teaching. Uh, So it comes together and the reader can really receive it. And so you want to take the time to do that. I love this saying, You write with a warm heart, but you edit with a cold heart. I never will forget after all of my writing, rewriting, finally done. And then I sat down with my daughter and she began to work with me on editing the book. And I'll never forget when she would circle these sections in red and I would be like, what is that for? And she would ask me, do you really need this? And of course, absolutely I need it. I wrote it. And she would say, let me ask it this way to you, dad. Does the reader need it? And I started to see there were places that I loved, but the reader didn't need it. It it was redundant. It was saying something I'd already said. And so getting that editing made my book readable and made the information concise and clear so that somebody could receive it. And so as you move forward, I just want to encourage you, take these eight things, and begin to make a decision to be able to determine what is it that you're supposed to write about? What are you passionate about? Or what do you know that you want other people to know? What is it that you feel so passionate about that you'll take the time to write it, to share it with other people? Who are you writing for? Who's this meant for? Who's that audience? Yes, it could go beyond that audience. It could go to an older generation. It could go to uh, people that you didn't determine, but who are you focusing on when you, when you write this, when you put it together? What is your premise? What does your book look like in the end? What is it about? If I could read that one paragraph or that one page, can I tell what your book is about, you know, and where it's going, what direction it's going? When are you going to write and where are you going to write? And yes, that can change and it can be different from week to week. But where's the place you're going to say, okay, for 15 minutes, for 30 minutes, for an hour, for an afternoon, an evening, or early in the morning, this is where I'm going to write. And then make the decision to write. Make the decision to write and write and write and write and write. And And your book will come out of you. It'll come to you. And then the last three is organize your writing, put it together. It's like a puzzle coming together. And then you're going to clean it up by writing and rewriting, and then you're gonna make the decision to get editing. You might be surprised in the end to find out that this book has been in you all along, but you just didn't know how to get it out of you. So here's hoping that you'll take steps forward, and this time next year, before we get into the Christmas season, your book could be on the shelf somewhere or could be underneath somebody's tree as a special gift. I love helping people leave a legacy. And this is what uh, this is what this show is all about. And so until we talk again, this is uh, my prayer to you that the ripples that you create today will become the waves in the future. Don't forget to subscribe to the iTunes uh, show, Living a Life Worth Remembering, and sharing this on your channels so that other people can enjoy it too. Until we meet again, God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day.